Hi guys, welcome to the Second Wife Life podcast. This is Melissa. And I'm Shay. And we are college best friends who are living 3,000 miles away, but we share a very similar story. So join us in our journey as first-time wives, automatic mamas, and navigating through this beautiful life. All right, guys, welcome back to the Second Wife Life podcast. We have a very special guest today. She is a very dear friend of mine. Miss Vanessa is here. Hi. (laughs) So a little backstory on Vanessa. We uh, met because our kids go to school together. So her daughter P and E uh, were in kindergarten class together and instantly became best friends, which then instantly made us automatic best friends. And now our kids are forced to be friends because we became close friends. Um, But yes, we invited Vanessa on today because she also has a similar journey with being a mom that's divorced and has two kids and dating and incorporating that life. So we wanted to bring her on to get the mom's perspective other than the bonus mom's perspective uh yeah bio mom what up yeah uh yeah so um i've been a single mom coming up it'll be two years next week (laughs) it's crazy yeah i know um and you know not a position that you ever think you're gonna find yourself in for sure um but i feel like you grow a lot and just learning so much about myself and learning about the kids and learning how to raise them by myself um, without that second parent support has just been quite a ride. Well, something you can relate to with Melissa and Colby on is that you have full custody of the girls. Just like Melissa and Colby, 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 (laughs) I'm renaming you Colby. Um, Has full custody of, oh, yeah. so Melissa can totally relate to you on that aspect of yeah. going down that road. You know, it falls, like, Colby will understand, like, it, when it falls all on you, and Melissa, when you see, you know, your partner, it's clearly, it's all them all the time. There's no back and forth, um, which in some aspects makes it easier because there's no hey, what do you think of this? Hey, what do you think of that? It's just you make the choices and you move on. Um, And, but then the other aspect, it's like, there's literally no one around to hand the baton to when you're tired or you've had a hard day or you just need five minutes to yourself. Um, But being the full-time mom, as hard as it is, I I definitely, I wouldn't trade it. Um, I can't imagine not being with them or having them with me all of the time. Um, And I feel like you find your new normal. It's just not, it's not what you planned. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I don't think anybody gets married planning to be like, Hey, eventually this is going to end and I'm just going to be alone. And I'm going to be raising all these kids. We decided to have together. Like, I don't think no one plans on being a bonus parent either. Right. Exactly. Exactly. It's, it's not like you start dating. You're like, Hey man, I really wish I could date a single dad. That sounds fun. Like, I don't think, I mean, if you, if there are people out there that are that way, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, exactly. Um, and you know, jumping ahead, but like, I, I am seeing somebody and, and he for sure did not plan on dating a single mom. Yeah. Like, and we'll not get, even a little bit. We'll get into that. <laughs> I was like, I mean, I don't know anything about him, but I mean, we've been very open with me. Mm-hmm. Um, 
being honest about me not really liking kids. Like I'm not a kid person. Mm-hmm. So when I found <laughs> out that Colby did have a son, it was yeah. like, oh, okay. Well, you know what? Like, I like you and let's just see how it goes. Oh. But this goes back to everything we've been saying, like everything is so situational and mm-hmm. If Colby wasn't in the situation that he's in and oh, wasn't the little boy that he was like, we wouldn't have worked as I'm sure it is for you and your boyfriend and like you and Dave Shay, you know, it's so situational. Oh, totally. I joke with Dave all the time. Like if he was like some crazy, we say kid, like, if he I was would the not worst, like, like no, yeah. sorry, I'm out. <laughs> like no offense to those yeah. bratty kids out there, but let's be <laughs> real. Like it's hard work. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, um, no, it's funny that. Melissa, so um, again, jumping in. So my boyfriend's name is Rich um, and we'll get into that, but he uh, has, he's, has no biological children. Um, and before me was fully against, he's like, I never want kids. Kids are not in my plan. This is not going to be my life. The end. And uh, about two weeks before we met, he was like, you know what? I think I'm just going to have to give that part up. He's like, I just had this feeling like it, I'm just going to just let it go. Like maybe that's just not a deal breaker anymore. Like kids is no longer a deal breaker. I'm just going to be open. Um, we both come from like religious backgrounds. And so like our faith, he was like, all right, God, I'm giving this to you. Whatever you've got for me, let's do this. And, and we literally made Vanessa two weeks later. And I was like, Hey, so what's going on? And I was like, I've got two kids. And he was like, huh? <laughs> Jump and die. Yeah. And, uh, I was like, yeah, this is, I mean, I hope I was like, have you ever dated a single mom? And he was like, uh, once and her kids sucked and I was not ready like for that position at all. And he broke it off like almost immediately. And oh, he, really? Um, he said, you know, it definitely made him nervous at first. Cause he was like, I don't, all of his friends are married and have kids. Um, and well, that's also the difference too, with him being, he is older, um, yes. for people that don't know, but that's different than what Melissa and I, you know, kind of gave. Yeah. Him to. So like he we is, were younger meeting right, David right. Colby. So having kids was not necessarily new. It was but not necessarily the common yes. with our friend. It wasn't like, Hey, everybody's got kids. So like I'm around kids, but it, for him, it was like, Hey, everybody's got kids. I'm around kids, but no, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> like, and then I was like, well, I have a couple and I have them all the time and they don't go anywhere. And like, I hope you like kids, but I had no idea that he was coming from this. Like, I never want kids. This is not on my radar. Cause obviously we had just met. It's not something you bring up when you first meet somebody. Um, and thankfully it's worked out, (laughs) but, um, yeah, I can definitely, he can totally relate to that. This is not what I've looked for before, but when you, meet somebody that you have that connection with and those things kind of just yeah and you in a way not only did I fell for him and he fell for me but he also like fell for my kids which is coming from the bio parent single mom perspective that is top of the list like you should love me but if you can't love my kids 
how I love my kids. And this is never, ever going to be anything but like a casual fling. If even that, because even that, like knowing that he wasn't on board was never, it, I, I couldn't get my brain around not. Yeah, for sure. Having that. You know? I, I agree with that. Yeah. And I think and Dave and Colby kind of touched on that similar right. when we had them yeah. on as well. And that's just the bio parent kind of mindset and perspective. And yeah. if I was a bio parent, I'd feel that same way a thousand percent. Right. For sure. How long into your relationship did he disclose to you? Like, this is so crazy. I can't believe I'm dating someone with kids. <laughs> they were never part of my plan. Like, when did that happen? Was that sooner or later? Um, it was pretty soon, but so because the way that we met, which I'll go into, um, was different than how most people, I feel like, start dating. We did relationships, what we always call, we kind of did it like backwards. Um, so we met because, full disclosure, I got bored during quarantine. <laughs> well, let's wait. Let, 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 I feel terrible. No, it's, but that's, uh, honestly, that's more common than not during quarantine. Like dating actually went up during quarantine. There's, there's facts and statistics about it. But before you jump into that whole story and being bored of quarantine, (laughs) talk about really fast, like you deciding you were ready to date again. Sure. And like quarantine kind of like. Quarantine played a huge part. Yeah. So, so we all found out about COVID end of February ish. It was like, Hey, this is a thing now. Um, and I'll be the first to admit that I was like, is it really a thing? Like, is this going to be a huge deal? We don't know what's going to happen. I think we're all kind of, I think, yeah, Yeah. I feel like that was pretty normal. Um, I had multiple jobs. I run a business. Um, I do wedding coordinating. I worked for a company, um, who owns a family entertainment center, which is like an indoor play structure kind of place. And I do all of their events. And then I was a contract worker for three other facilities, um, that do the same type of stuff. So I event coordinating all over the place, plus dog sitting, plus being a single parent. So I had like five jobs, right. (laughs) Um, and I was always busy and I was finally in a place where I had accepted and I was accepted this life and I was really happy and the kids were happy and we were all doing super well and it was great. And I remember in February of 2020, um, I had dinner with my parents and I was like, I don't think I'm ever going to date again. And they were like, wait, what? (laughs) And I was like, yeah, this is not on my radar. It's not a thing I'm going to do. Uh, I have no interest in dating men. I'm an independent woman. I'm financially independent. I am successful enough. Like, this is just, I'm happy. The kids are happy. Like, we're doing great. Like, this is not ever a thing I need. I'm not lonely. I'm not sad. Well, you figured out how to be on your own. Right, exactly. okay with that. And I hadn't been on my own. The thing is that I met my ex-husband when I was barely 22 years old. So I hadn't, I... I'd been alone, you know, I hadn't been with anybody in over 10 years. And before that I had a boyfriend for six years. So it was like, I had really never learned how to be an adult. I'd never really by myself. I never really learned how to be independent. Um, not that I was like codependent on another person, but it's like, you always have that you partner. Have that, yeah. That, yeah. So I finally was like, I feel good. It took me a year to get here and here I am. Uh, and they were like, I don't think that's true. Like eventually you're going to meet somebody. And I was like, yeah, just no, I don't think I will. It's fine. It's fine. Like, and I was, I was 100% confident and actually happy with that choice. 
we'll fast forward like a month <laughs> and we get to what was it march 14th the lockdown like, schools are closed all of your all of your work is closed every event you've ever planned is over and i was like oh Okay. So I went from going 150 miles an hour with all of the things, you know, going to church, volunteering with my mom's groups, taking the kids to school, doing the dance classes, doing all the jobs to doing nothing, just like everybody else. And I was like, for the first like week or two, I was like, this is nice. I finally feel like I, it's like a little vacation. I'm having a little break. <laughs> I, gonna, wait, I think we all gonna, felt like that for right? the first like week. <laughs> right. We're going to go back. April's going to come and it's going to be fine. And then the end of March and they were like, hey, by the way, this is an ending. Yeah. And I was like, four letter words came out of my mouth. <laughs> and one night I was like, you know what? I'm a little... I'm a little lonely. I haven't seen or talked to an adult in some time. I'm kind of bored. I might have had a glass of wine. I don't know. And I decided. Well, it's one thing to be home with like your family where you still have your spouse, like Melissa and I, we've had our spouses Mm -hmm. plus the kids. Like it was just you and the girls. So you were on a whole different level. I was just talking to myself after 730 every night. You go crazy. And like, I can, I mean, I still have Colby, but like with him, whenever he's on his training deployments, it's like, all right, after seven 30, it's just me. And usually I'm tired. So I'm like winding down anyways, mm-hmm. but like you miss that. Like you didn't get to converse with an adult all day. Right. And so usually, like, you know, I had work or I had some like yeah, up from the day or anything, but it's like, we were home all day. So I had none of that. Um, yeah. And I was, uh, a friend had told me about a dating app and I was like, so I happened to download it. Um, one hey, night Melissa and I are dating app success stories, <laughs> just saying. And I, yeah, I happened to download it one night and met a bunch of weirdos. <laughs> <laughs> then I met my weirdo. So I feel like it's okay. But I think I was on it less than 24 hours. So like the next day, it might've been like just over 24 hours. Um, And I saw his profile at like six o'clock in the morning or something. Cause you know, kids and you know, you get all those matches. So I'm Mm -hmm. going through them, but I saw his profile and um, we're both Disneyland obsessed and he had said something, what he said was, I'll know it's time to delete the app when I find someone who loves Disney as much as I do. And I was like, well, I'm not going to not message that guy. Like, obviously he's the one. <laughs> and I sent him a message and he immediately replied. And we talked the entire day, like via messenger on the app and the whole next day. And then he asked for my phone. It was like not even 48 hours. And he was like, he asked for my phone number. And I was like, "Uh, yeah, of course. And then it was texting all day, every day. Um, And I remember he FaceTimed me for the first time. And I got so anxious. I immediately hit decline (laughs) because I was, it was, I was on like a face. I was like on a zoom call with some other friends doing a game night. I think you were on the call. Was remember. that that game night with Bree and her yes, mom? Oh, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, you guys, 
hey, you FaceTime me, what do I do? They're like, um, first of all, put some makeup on and brush your hair and then like answer the phone. <laughs> and and um, so we talked for a month before we ever met in person. Um, and but But before we met in person, we had talked about all sorts of really important stuff. And um, I think because where I was coming from in the like, I don't have any skin in the game type situation, like I'm not going to overly emotionally invest myself in this because this is not what I'm really looking for. And it kind of went on a whim. I was more willing to be this open, honest person and have these very, what most people would consider like deep conversations or very serious conversations at the very beginning. So we knew like the foundation, I knew what he wanted, like he knew what I wanted. Um, so a very long winded way of saying like, yeah, we had that conversation before we ever met in person that he had, he, although he had been married before, um, he had no children and he had no desire to have biological children. Yeah. So we and always I, say like, it, it was easier for us. Like we may have done things quote unquote backwards like where you don't meet and you get to really know somebody as much as you can just from talking and seeing them on FaceTime. And um, I don't think you did anything backwards though, because like for Melissa and I, like we knew about the boys right away. Right. And that's like, as a bio parent, like you kind of need to know that going into the relationship, if this person's okay with it or not before you even move forward. Oh, right. Yeah. And I, that's one of the first questions I asked. I was like, have you dated a single mom? And he was like, yeah, um, and he kind of left it at that, but I'm really nosy and pushy. And so brought it up repeatedly. And I was like, I need more information because I'm here to not only protect myself, but my kids are always going to come first. And yeah. I told him that, and I was like, this is just, it is what it is. And if that's not something that you're even going to consider or be on board with, then like, this isn't going to work. Well, it's important all around, like whether it's like, the bio parent or you know like Shay and I in this situation like nobody wants to waste time no one wants to to you know put yourself out there to get your feelings hurt so I mean I think almost when you're in a situation like this you kind of need to do it like backwards like you have these tough and real and deep conversations first before anyone starts developing any real feelings um you do it like before the kids get involved, you know, you, there's just a different like dynamic to it. it (laughs) For sure. And I think for everybody, for sure too. And I do remember like, not to like jump forward in your story at all, Yeah, but I do remember like you telling me after meeting him, like he didn't want kids. He never wanted kids, Mm -hmm. but I remember it being kind of a red flag at the beginning because absolutely. We totally had a conversation where I was like, Hey, he doesn't want kids he's never he's never wanted them it worries me because I'm like can he adapt to this life like it's very different to go from having no kids to having two kids and not only it's not like it's your kid where you start at the beginning and you have this pregnancy to kind of kind of prepare for and so you know it's come you know it's coming but like you literally just got thrown in with at the time a six-year-old and a three-year-old and three-year-old is a little off her rocker. I'm not going to lie. The girl's like a 13-year-old. <laughs> and, and yeah. And so Shay and I had this m- multiple conversations and she was like, you have to have these very tough conversations. 
So I kind of, I approached it and I was like, you know, I really like you, but this is kind of where I'm coming from. And, and if you're not on board or you don't think you can get on board, I would rather you go now than stick around for six months, a year, five, whatever it is, however long that period of time. And I know you guys have talked about that. Like, if you don't think that you can see yourself Mm -hmm. in this situation, like there's nothing wrong with that. And I always made that very clear to him. Like, but just, but just admit it early on. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely nothing wrong with you saying, you know what, this is not for me. This is not the life that I imagined, or I'm not comfortable with this. Like I would have been absolutely okay with that, especially from coming from like the bio parent side and like the single, like the, uh, you know, sole custody situation. Like for my kids, it was not a good situation going into having two parents to one parent. Like it was a very, very, very difficult situation. My oldest remembers vividly Mm -hmm. every detail of that day. Um, it was very sudden for all of us, but really for her, um, well, the, I, and my youngest, too- she, I mean, she doesn't really, she doesn't remember too much of that day, but it's like, I will never, ever, ever put my kids in this situation ever again, where they would have to deal with that. So, but I think that a lot of that comes back to like how Melissa and I've always talked about everything being situational because mm-hmm. you unfortunately had a really bad divorce. Right. And so you don't want to put your kids through that again, versus sometimes there are the other side of it where a divorce or a breakup can be a little bit more amicable than yours. Um, and you know, similar stories to Dave and Colby, it wasn't exactly, none of it's easy. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying any divorce or any breakups easy, but mm-hmm. when you have a really bad situation, like what you were in, mm-hmm. it puts your guard up even more on top of yourself oh, and the girls. Absolutely. Like there was no way. And that's probably why I was like, I don't need to be with anybody because I did, didn't want to be in that situation again, but I would, I will never put my children knowingly in that situation again. So I would never introduce them to anybody where I didn't think, okay, this is a long-term situation. I am a hundred percent committed to this relationship. I know he is a hundred percent committed to this relationship and you know, there's no getting back to be fair. Like when I did introduce him to the kids, I told them a friend is coming over for dinner. It's like, you know, I, yeah. I definitely like played it very it casual, yeah. but inside I'm like sweating because <laughs> I'm super anxious. I've been talking to somebody for a month and have and never also eating and we're all in quarantine COVID. and I hadn't seen an adult in <laughs> a month. And so I'm like, this is the first person I've seen. And it was actually, it was more than a month. It was, um, I think it was, what did we add it up to? He was the first person I saw in a month. And then after that, it was like 76 days before I saw another person. So we were like very safe and like he quarantined and I quarantined obviously. And we did did decide to do it. Yeah. And, but we did, we had those tough conversations and, you know, I laid it all on the line and he knew about, I knew about his, you know, ex and his past relationship and he knew about mine and he knew about the kids and kind of where we were. Um, But I think that also comes back to like, when you are dating someone or starting a relationship with someone that has a kid, or you mm -hmm. are the parent that has a kid 
it also like we're also at an age where we've been through it all so there is no games Mm -hmm. you know you've been through marriage you've been through it all and then the person coming into this is also looking for that solid relationship too and also doesn't want to play games so you kind of have to be up front and again we were all at the age where it's like we're not taking the BS from no, anyone, absolutely you know, not. like Melissa and I said in another episode, like, I think you said you were 26, right. When you met Colby or 25. Yeah. And I think I was 26 or 27. And so, um, you know, and you're in your thirties too. So like we were all and Dave was in his thirties when he right. met me. So it was like, we're all at that age where it's like, there's no BS, but then we've also all been through it mm-hmm. where it's like, we don't need the BS on top of it. No, absolutely. And you know, we had that conversation too. It almost makes it easier to have these tough conversations. Like when you are in like Shay and mine shoes, like with Dave and Colby and you and your situation with Rich, like it's easier for all of us to have these tough conversations up front because no one's going to be sitting there like, oh my gosh, is my new, the new person I'm dating, are they going to think I'm crazy for asking this? Are they going to think I'm crazy for this? Or there's none of that. Like all of that questioning that happens in like quote unquote regular dating is taken out because these are questions like you need to know rather quickly and totally. relationship especially totally. when children are involved like you oh, have absolutely. to have those conversations from the get-go like like we talked about or like you said earlier like these normal conversations you would have maybe five months later like oh are kids in your plan like no this is something <laughs> you have- already my plan <laughs> exactly like you have to do that from day one yeah yeah and I feel like you know, we both kind of said like, and you know, obviously I met some other people on dating apps who are, were my age and then even older who had either been married or also married and had kids. And it was like, they regressed so much into this like past where they weren't willing to have that, those tough conversations. And that's clearly not what they're looking for. And I was like, pass every time it was like, we would talk for like, yeah, I was like, we talked for a day and I'm like, no, this is clearly not, this is not where we're going to be. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we just, we just connected really, really well from the very beginning. Um, and there was never a lull of fun conversation or a serious conversation. Um, except for the time I told him I was going to have somebody else's baby. <laughs> Which <laughs> we're going to get into that, guys. <laughs> Don't worry. She's not pregnant yet. No, no, not um teaser but we had I mean we had that conversation literally a week after we started talking because I was like I'm just gonna put it all out there and I told one of my other friends I was like I'm gonna lay quote unquote my crazy I'm gonna lay it all out there and if he's not into it then like he's not my person and it's okay right and it's okay because we're not a year into this where we're both you know, we're in invested love and we're emotionally point. invested and the kids are now invested. And it's like, talk about, I want to bring up the girls and, mm-hmm. and meeting rich because like you talked about earlier, like your oldest, yeah, you know, having these vivid memories of, of her dad, like go mm-hmm. into that day of being rich and the transition of, I know that, I mean, obviously I, I know the girls love him <laughs> and adore him, but talk yes. about that transition and in, in getting there. Yeah. So after talking for three and a half weeks on FaceTime and text and phone calls. We, we hadn't seen any other people and we decided, okay, well, we've both been safe. Um, should we see each other? And it felt, it kind of started as a joke 
And then he texted me and was like, wait, are we really going to meet like in person? And I said, um, yeah, but you know, nothing is open. We live in California. I was like, no restaurants are open. We can't go out. It's not like we can go on a date and, and see each other and meet and hang out. Um, I said, so really the only, if you really want to meet in person, the only other, the only option is for you to come to my house and, you know, being a single mom and I have my kids all the time, so they're going to be here. They can't go anywhere else, which now looking back, I'm like, am I crazy? Like, should I, I'm a single mom. And I just invited some strange man to my house with my kids. Like, what was I, I thinking? I was going to ask you that. Like, did that make you nervous? Oh, Given someone you've oh never absolutely. Met oh, I was like, he knows I, you're home alone. He knows right? your he knows, he Now he knows my address. He knows my phone number. He knows I live by myself. Like, he knows I have two kids. I'm like, well, that's when she texted me and a few other friends saying, this yeah. is happening. If oh. You don't hear back from me. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I tried to be quote unquote as safe as possible. Um, I was super nervous. Um, I told H is my youngest and she couldn't care less. Um, and I was like, Oh, a friend's coming for dinner. She's like, great. And keeps on playing whatever she's playing. And my oldest at the time was six, um, P and she was like, she's very inquisitive. She had a million and a half questions. Well, who is it? How do you know this person? Where is this person coming from? Are they safe? Are we going to get sick? Like, how he do is we, like how an do 80 we... year old trapped in a child's body. I'm literally, I'm literally raising my grandmother, um, but she's seven and a half. So, you know, I answered all of her questions in a very like age appropriate way. Um, you know, this is a new friend. We've never hung out before. Uh, it's a boy. Well, it's a boy. Well, you know, like <laughs> that's a big deal in our house. Cause we're all girls. Um, he's going to come for dinner and just going to hang out and okay, well, we're excited. What's his name? Where's he live? She had a lot of questions. And then that was, that was on Saturday. And then Sunday morning came, um, and he was going to come over that afternoon and do dinner and just kind of hang out for a little bit. Uh, and so I, you know, got the kids, got to, they cleaned up all their toys and the house is all clean and already and I showered and you know, I'm getting ready. Like it's a first date because really this is a first date and I'm getting all anxious. And I remember I'm texting all my friends. This is who's coming over. This is what time he's coming over. Mm -hmm. Like, this is what he, I texted everybody, his picture. (laughs) Sorry. Uh, Sorry, Rich. And, um, was like, if you don't hear from me by this time, like, and I got texts from Shay and I got texts from our other friends who were like, how's it going? Are you okay? Like, are you alive? Are you alive? Is he a psycho? Like, is he as cute as he was in his picture? Like I told her know. I'd come over with Dave. Right. They're like, bring my dad. We can, we can randomly stop by. Like, do you need us to drive by your street? Like the whole thing. Right. Um, and I was like, no, everything's fine. And I remember I FaceTimed one of my really, really good friends, uh, who lives across the country. And she was like, why you look so cute? And I was like, oh, I'm going to meet a boy. She's like, no way. And she stayed on FaceTime with me literally until he rang the doorbell because I was so nervous. Um, she helped me like pick out my clothes and do my hair and my makeup. It was like a first date. And I was like, oh, this has been so long since I've done this. Um, and he came in and he didn't, it was, I mean, it was like a little bit awkward because it was like, you know, first date. But it's always in, awkward but and then COVID. Right. And he's in my house and like, I've seen him on FaceTime, but we'd never met in person. He came in and I immediately made cocktails <laughs> and he, the kids 
took to him like in the first five minutes and we've talked about it since then and he has said I was super nervous because I didn't know how you I knew how you were going to react pretty much because we had been talking and I felt like I knew you well enough but I was super nervous to meet your kids because they're such a big deal to you. And then coming in, you know, from the not having kids perspective and then meeting them, I was like, no, they're just going to talk your ear off and it's going to be fine. So just like, listen to them. And they did. And they were like best friends immediately. Um, and we had, we had dinner together, um, all four of us. And (laughs) it was quite the romantic date. And then we watched, um, Disney movies and the kids went to bed and, Uh, He and I hung out for, I think he stayed till like two or three in the morning and we stayed up like talking, just hanging out on the couch and um, there may have been some kissing and uh, you know, and then he went home. Uh, And then I think he came back like two days later because he called and was like, I really liked that night and I want to see you again. And for him, and I was like, so the kids thing wasn't, it was a non-issue. Like they, they just kind of all merged into one immediately. And I remember the first, after that night, the next morning, we, the girls woke up and I woke up and they were like, where's Rich? He went home. Like he doesn't stay here. And they were like, oh, like they were upset that he wasn't still there to like hang out with. And I was like, okay. So for, in my mind, I was like, well, that must mean that they like him a little bit because they totally. really, they wanted to see him again immediately. Right. You know, he came back a few days later and it kind of all fell into place. And it was probably like three weeks in and, and I took a picture of all of them sitting like a, none of them were looking, but they were all doing something together. And I took a picture and I was like, I think this just might be what we've been looking for. People expect, um, like these really like elaborate stories that like, how did you know it was right? How did you know that like Melissa was a good fit for you? Shay was a good fit for you. How was Rich a good fit? And like, you spend all this time talking before you have these like solid like meetings and where like the kids meet. So you kind of already know how it's going to go. And then it's just that meeting to like really solidify that like, okay, this, this is going to work. Like this is going to be okay. And it's just seeing that all, I guess, come to like fruition, you know, like you go through the hard work before the kids even meet your, your new potential partner. Oh, absolutely. Um, And then when they do meet, they either click or they don't. And I feel like if you have this big elaborate story as to like, this is how I knew, like, it's almost like, are you tricking yourself a little bit? Like, are you trying to Yeah, Yeah. no. And I think that I was, I was really nervous and he was really nervous because He was like, kids aren't my thing. And I knew that kids weren't his thing. And I was like, oh my gosh, what if, you know, and I know that you guys have touched on this before. It's like the meeting. I think you guys touched on it like the parents meeting where it's like, don't pressure your kids to be perfect and like, don't act up. But for me, I was like, okay, well, what if they act up? Like, what if they're just crazy? Because that's just how they are. Cause they're kids, you know? in front of him, in front of somebody who doesn't already want doesn't kids. want kids. I'm like, is this going to throw him off? And it just, he just bonded. But like, I can't explain it. And and the yeah. only way that you can explain it is like, you guys get it because you, you bonded with these mm-hmm. other children. And so you understand, but it's like the bond that I have with my kids. It was just immediate. We, I met them in person when they were born and was like, well, these are my people. 
Like that's it. And it was the same thing. And I think I knew that he wanted to say, I love you way before he did. I could just tell. And I knew probably like two weeks after we met in person, I was like, yep, this is it. This is it. You and just know. It just, yeah, it's I so just, weird and how it clicks. It just, and I think too, having the kids kind of help because kids have good intuition mm-hmm. with everything. Like they are so intuitive to life and they are sponges and they absorb everything. Mm-hmm. And they are so inquisitive with other people and meeting other people. And they know who's good and who's bad right off the bat. Well, I know you guys talked about this with Dave and Colby. And it was like, well, what would you have done if they didn't like us? And I'm like, and I was, I remember listening to the episode and being like, no way those two would have kept dating you because <laughs> it's real sweet that they said that they would. I like love them both. But like, no, because if your kids are like put off by somebody and I've seen it with other friends who are single parents who have dated and that kid doesn't get along with whoever that person has chosen. And it's like, and, and it's literally, it has never worked out. I've never seen a relationship where it's like, I don't like that person. And it's worked out long-term. Like it just doesn't because at the end of the day, you're always going to put your kids First. First. As you should. It should be a red flag if you're dating. It should be a huge red flag if you're dating somebody who has children who does not put their children first. Yeah. Yeah, I think like where like when we were talking to the boys about that I think for them like because Colby and I have had this conversation too where we've talked because I've asked him you know like what if O didn't like me you know like what if you know I was trying and we just didn't click and he was like well I wouldn't have let it go right away you know I would have had to see like what was the problem you know it would have been something in my mind and it could have been on him you know how you had mentioned with like your girls like they were there they were old enough like your oldest remembers that Mm -hmm. day and so it was traumatizing for you and for the girls and for oh and Colby like what he went through like it was a traumatizing experience as well he was just lucky and that oh was you know, two and a half, three when it right. happened. And that's, that was remember it. Right. Had he been older and he was there and remembers, you know, maybe he wouldn't have taken to someone so quickly, depending on how close from that day Colby decided to date. So that's where it like all comes in so situational. Like just because your kid says, I don't like this person, like you need to dig and figure out why. And right. Okay, is my kid just not ready for me to be with someone somebody else or they're still healing from? Yeah. You know, and, and I feel like, um, a lot of parents, you know, when you start dating again, and that was probably part of my hesitation of starting to date again, as a single parent was like, are my kids, not only am I ready for this, but are my kids ready for this? Like, are they ready to see me with somebody else? Are they ready to, you know, experience that situation, which is always, I, I always said, like, I will never introduce them to somebody, like I've said before, until I know that this is something that's going to last. Um, and, but I do think too, it it does come back to situational because Mm -hmm. of the fact that you have full custody Mm -hmm. and same thing with Colby, he had full custody, no matter the age, they didn't really, I mean, 
had a little bit to compare to because she had some memories. Right. But they're not seeing that other parent Mm -hmm. on a 50-50 basis, like what Dave and I have, to really compare. Right. You know, when someone else comes into their life because they're, you have the sole custody. They've been Mm -hmm. with you since the divorce ever happened, you know? So there really is no, no difference for, in their mind to compare Mm -hmm. at all. Right. So then again, everything goes back to situational. Yeah. And absolutely. Like, I, I don't know if I would have given up right away if they hadn't clicked like the first second they met. Um, if, you know, P had been hesitant about it, like, oh, you know, I'm kind of weary and she's kind of shy at the beginning of any sort of relationship mm-hmm. anyway, or meeting new people. Um, I would have been like, okay, well, we'll give it like a few times. Yeah. Um, but if it had been, but I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't a big issue. So there was never like working on it type situation. Um, but the same thing, I feel like that Colby and Dave mentioned, like, I probably would have tried to figure out, Hey, why do you feel this way? What's going on? Um, but I do remember, um, the first time he stayed the night, they were so excited. Like, of course they're young enough. They don't associate, the sleepover. They, don't, they don't associate the sleepover with anything. So it was like, and, and we've had friends visit from out of town. They stay over. My parents come, they stay over. So it's like, you know, they're, they're used to having people who don't live in our home visit and sleep stay. over and then go home. Um, so the first time he stayed was fine. But the next day when he left was not something I anticipated being as difficult as it was um, for Pete. She cried for like an hour. Hysterically, she was so upset. Um, She was hugging his leg. And I think that she, I mean, we've talked about it since then. And she told me after he was gone, that reminded me of when my dad left. And I was like, well, there it is. Um, but at least she was able to vocalize. She that was because a lot of kids can't, can't vocalize. vocalize that. No, absolutely. And and uh, he and I talked about it, which I feel like is really important in dating single parents in general. Is like being very transparent <laughs> with how the with how the kids feel. Like, hey, this is this hurts them because it reminds them of this not great time. And it took. It was the first time and the second time. And after that, he actually, to his credit, I love you, uh, Rich. He sat down with her one-on-one and said, I will always come back. I am not leaving to just leave. I'm going to work. I got to do my work and I will see you in, and, and he has done it ever since that day. He has told her how many days it is until he comes back. And so she'll count the days. She's like, he's coming back in three days. He's coming back in two days. Okay, he comes back tomorrow. And she knows when he's coming back. He calls the kids when he's not around to, you know, to talk to them. And he he keeps not only our relationship going, but he keeps their relationship going, which I feel is like huge. Because she huge. needs that trust built up again. She's you know, already, that trust has already been broken for her once. Right, so she exactly. needs it again. And the fact that he's doing that speaks volume. Yeah, yeah. That's amazing. I goosebumps when you were saying that that's so sweet and like and that's where it goes back to like it just works and you know it when it's right like there isn't this like bs of like well this happens this happens and like all these sparks flew and it was magic like no it's just 
you as like the biological parent, like stepping back and like watching what's happening and you being like, okay, like this is it, this is working while, you know, your new partner, like Rich, Shay and I are like, you know, observing you and the book, like, and Colby and Dave with the kids Mm -hmm. and saying, okay, can I work in this family dynamic that you guys have set forth, like with your own kids. And I really like, I'm going to backtrack a little bit because I think this was so important. Like you mentioned that you weren't looking to date, like you were okay being a single mom, you had your independence and you were okay with it. It like takes time to build up to that, but you were okay with it. You didn't need to be like, feel validated or feel whole by being in a relationship. Colby wasn't looking for anyone when we met, you know, we started off as friends, <laughs> we, you know, Dave, like you're not actively looking and trying to date people when you're a single parent, because your kid comes first. And if someone walks into your life and it works, like then it works, you know, but I think that's something for people listening who are single parents who are trying to fill some void in dating, like that's not healthy. <laughs> no, it's absolutely, you got, you have to, as cheesy as it sounds, like you have to like know yourself fully, fully know yourself, know what you're capable of, you know, your worth, you know, what you want and be a hundred percent okay. Yeah. And the importance of like like a full person. Yeah, absolutely. Um, But I just feel like that's with any relationship. And I feel like that comes to with like age and time, like learning that maybe you should be fully you. Yeah. um, Before you decide to get into a relationship with another human. I agree. I agree. And like we've said before, and even into in tonight's episode is just you know, your kids come first at the end of the day, Mm -hmm. you got to do what's going to be best for your kids. You got to trust your gut on who you're going to introduce to your kids. And like I said before, kids are intuitive. Like they'll tell you if this person's good or bad. Yeah, exactly. You like a dog. Like you don't trust. I was just going to say that they're like dogs. They can like, I think you said that. Like they can smell that too. Introducing the parents, like they can smell fear. It's so true. Um, You know, they know good people and who, you know, has a good soul. And, um, but I think it comes down to, yeah, have those difficult conversations at the beginning. Um, if you're, if you're dating, All right. Well, before we let Vanessa go, we'll, we'll go over mom fails and wins. I'll start. Um, my fail this week was work was extremely busy and usually I kind of help get E ready for school and get him out the door. And, and if Dave's here, we usually tag team. So Dave will take him and I'll pick him up. But Dave sometimes isn't always here due to work. So usually I'm helping him get his stuff together before going out the door. And, and there was one day this week where work was just insane. Like I just, it was one of those days and all of a sudden I look at the clock and he's got five minutes before he needs to leave. So I'm like, E, you got a five minute warning, get your shoes on. Let's go, blah, blah. And I love my husband and Dave's still like, yeah, let's go. Da, da. Mind you before the pandemic hit Dave due to our work schedules, Dave would always take E to school and we had him. So Dave was used to doing the lunches and, you know, getting him ready and out the door, blah, blah. And so we send him to school. 
I pick him up from school and he goes, I didn't have water today. And of course it was the random hottest day in January that Southern California's had. It's like 95 degrees and my child does not have water in the hardest day of the, this, the year so far. And I just felt like awful. And that was my, my mom fail slash dad fail. I guess it was a combo fail. It's just a parenting fail. It's a parenting fail all around. as a whole. It is. It's fine. But my mom, when I will say this really fast is there's a, um, song that I sent Melissa and I sent it to you too. It's called my boy no, by LBJ. I don't. <laughs> you're going to love this one. It's if you are a bonus parent, listen to this song, because as soon as I heard it, I started crying. It. I sent it to Melissa. She loved it. I sent uh, it to you yes. too. And it's just, it's, it's awesome. And so I may even cry telling the story, but this past weekend, um, we had construction going out the house and then Paisley also had a vet appointment. So E and I left, we took Paisley to her vet appointment and then we hit the beach. Cause it was again, a random hot weekend that we've had this in January in Southern California and driving to the beach, we're pulling into the beach parking lot. And that song comes on the radio. And I was Aww. like, E, I need you to listen to this song. Like this song makes me think of you. Like, this is my song to you. And he's like, okay. And we listened to part of it before we had to shut off the car. But I told him, I was like, did we heard the chorus part? I was like, did you hear it? And he goes, yeah, I really like it. I go, you know how I always call you my son? He goes, yeah. And I go, this is why this song makes me think of you and how you've called me mom and said that in the song. And he like loved it. And then we go to the beach, we have fun with Paisley and we get back in the car and he goes, Shay, can you play our song? And I just like, (laughs) I know, I'm trying not to cry, but I put it on my phone and you know how when you put on your phone, it's playing through Bluetooth, it like does like over and over and over again. <laughs> so it started playing like over like and over. Yeah, it's on loop. So I was like, oh, and I'm trying to get out of the parking lot, trying to figure out where. So I'm not really listening to the song. And then it keeps playing. I was like, oh, well, we should change it. And he goes, why? I was like, well, it's played like three times. He goes, I want to keep listening Aww. to it. So I was like, okay. So we really listened to it for like 10 times driving it's home. so sweet. Uh, also, someone, uh, I don't remember his name and I felt really terrible because I can't remember it off the top of my head, but someone on TikTok uh, redid the song as my girl as a bonus dad version and it's on youtube and i can't remember what it is but i heard it and i same thing i like cried and i was like and i was like oh my gosh like anybody who plays for my kids i was like that's it it's seriously the um, best song ever it's lv shane if you guys haven't listened to it go find it it's oh it's called uh john wayne heart failed if you youtube it it's on there there you go now you guys have both so if you You have have a bonus son or bonus daughter it literally puts how you feel into yeah into a song and it's it's if if i had heard of this song when dave and i got married i would have done like a first dance with e to that song i love it all right, oh, moving so on. That's my mom win and fails. What about you two? Uh, mom fail. My kid ate it off her scooter. <laughs> uh, P. So, um, one of my best friends, hey Auntie Bree, uh, she bought my kids their favorite Christmas presents this year: scooters that light up, and they are, to be honest, pretty cool. Um, the kids have been riding them nonstop, day and night. And so, uh, we took him to the park last weekend and Rich and I were walking, we had our dog and the girls are riding their scooters and there's this huge hill. And I said like, Hey, maybe don't ride down the hill. But P was like trying to be adventurous, which is not in her general spirit, but she was like, I'm going to do this. 
and tried and just absolutely ate it. And I felt awful and in like I had to tourniquet her leg it was a whole thing like it was just and I felt bad because I was like I feel like I should have pushed more for being like let's be a little bit safer or like wear a helmet and I'm super thankful that I was there to catch her so she didn't hit her head but like I still feel bad like she's gonna have scars on her legs for sure like they were across the street from each other and she was like hey pee and her sister was like yeah what? And she was like, stay right there. I'm coming over. And so she crosses the street and she was like, holds her shoulders. And is like, I just want to tell you, you're my best sister in the whole world. And you're my favorite friend. And like, I will always be there for you. And this kid is four. And I was like, all right, well, I'm doing something right. Because at the end of the day, if they say that kind of stuff to each other, they like, still I'm feeling other. good. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. That's, That's so cute. Melissa, your turn. All right. Um, so we had a scooter accident the other day. Um, but I will go, I mean, those scooters, like, I oh, remember yeah. being a kid and, like, being, like, fearless and reckless with it. Mm-hmm. And so now that I see O doing the same things, I just sit there with, like, my hand in my face, like... Oh, mm-hmm. just like waiting for the accident, you know? Um, but I guess like my mom fail is just like trying to do the right thing in this pandemic. Um, so I was able to go back to school full time, like every day, normal school hours and school has said, okay, if your child has any symptoms, then they need to be tested. Well, unfortunately for, oh, he gets really bad seasonal allergies. Um, so he got a little glimpse of going back to school because they started on a Wednesday. So he went Wednesday through Friday and Sunday rolls around and his allergies are awful. So I reach out to his teacher. I'm like, hey, his allergies are acting up. I know it's his allergies. And she's like, you still need to get him tested because if he comes to school displaying any symptom, like they're going to call you and have him picked up. I'm like, all right. So Monday, get him COVID tested, and I felt so bad. He was tested before um, last summer because he had surgery. So before you have surgery or you go to the doctor for anything right now, they test you. So he was a trooper through that one. Um, But the nurse who tested him this time, like, shoved it so far up. Like, my eyes were tearing watching it like it looked so painful and he is like squirming and like it's okay you're doing all right um so I felt really bad about that you know like I know it's just his allergies but we were trying to do the right thing and let school know what was going on and still I get get tested and you know seven days later we still don't have his results back so he's had to miss school you know for all of this so I feel really bad and I wouldn't say it's like a total like mom fail because like we're just doing what we have to do but like you still feel really bad especially because we're all in that situation right now like it's it's unfortunate like even if it is allergies like you still have to call out sick and then the unfortunate side of it is going through down this testing road and it's just it's unfair to the kid and you feel bad yeah and we all know that testing isn't fun or it doesn't sound fun it doesn't look fun like 
Yeah. And then for seven days to not have results, you right? know, like, wow. and I feel like there's an unspoken rule where if you are positive, they try to get to you within 24 to 48 hours. So you're not out spreading it. And it's like, right. okay, so seven days later, I can assume he's negative or like tested negative, right. but then school is still saying, well, no, he still needs to be like quarantined. You like need that paper. Days. Yeah. You need yeah. that paper that says like, no, he you for sure can go back to school. Yeah. Yeah. So that's been really hard. Um, but I can tie that into my mom when like, he's been such a trooper this week. Um, there definitely has been like, you know, some difficult times where I'm needing to get my school stuff done. Cause I started my master's program and you know, just things around the house. So I know it hasn't been like lively and exciting for him and he can't play with his friends. We can't go outside, can't go take him to the beach to run around. Um, but overall, like he's been handling it so well and just like staying positive. And I think like, that's like my win for it. Just seeing his positivity. And again, to Vanessa, this point like you know you're doing something right if they're making a shitty situation into a good one totally and that's all you could ask for especially during the pandemic like we've all had our moments and we've all I've talked with you about it I've talked with you about it and as long as the kids can stay positive and not have the moments we've had then we are doing something right in this day and age that we're living for sure definitely well, Vanessa, right. thanks for coming on. Oh, thanks for having me. We'll have to have you, you on again. You. Update. Oh, absolutely. I'm sure the journey will be wild. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure we got to. Ha- we'll have Vanessa on to update us on her surrogacy journey. So stay tuned to hear her and follow her journey on her one womb apartment blog. Yeah. All right. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.